This dog thinks I'm an idiot for dancing during that intro. Well. Wow. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Open Seating Podcast. Podcast, not it. It's a podcast called Open Seating. My name is John Wright. This is my wife, Jordan. Uh, this is our dog, Charlie, who's hopefully not going to speak. But if he does, he's most likely saying hello. Most likely. Mm. Today is Sunday, May 17th. Tis. And we're here to record a podcast. Jordan, how was your week? Eh. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> he agrees. <laughs> Just another week in phase one. Yep. Social distancing. Stuff is starting to open back up. Kill me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm over it. Uh, you know, um, I don't have anything to say about that. Okay. All right. Jumping straight into it. All right. World of general news. Uh, the only thing I pulled out for this week was Princeton named their first black valedictorian. His name is Nicholas Johnson. He majored in... Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Mazel tov. Nicholas Johnson. Um, he majored in operations research and financial engineering. And his senior thesis, listen to this, developing algorithms to design a community-based preventative health intervention designed to decrease obesity in Canada. Hmm. It's one smart boy. One smart... Well, he's going to Princeton. I would assume he's one smart boy. I mean... Congratulations on your accomplishment, Mr. Johnson. Congratulations. And that was it for the general news. Moving right along. dum ba dum dum ba dum TV and movies. You didn't even know what that was from, did you? I have you? no idea what you just did. <sighs> What was Dumpy Dum? What was that? It's from the Muppet movie. I haven't seen the Muppet Moving movie. Moving right along, Dumpy Dum, Dumpy Dum, but loose and fancy oh. free. I I I've seen Muppet movie a handful of times, it's once or twice. So I've seen Muppet good. Christmas Carol far more times than I've seen the Muppet because movie. Because it's the best Christmas movie, but the original Muppet movie is pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give it another watch. You should. Who made who? So it Jim was Henson. Jim Henson, but like. Uh, for I, the movie. You know I what think I mean? Disney technically has rights to the Muppet movie, really? but don't quote me on that. Okay. Writing your name down, quoting you on that. What TV did I and just movies. say? <laughs> TV and movies. Uh, right off the bat, the filmed version of Hamilton, which we knew was mo moving up. Instead of a uh, theatrical release in October, they were going to move it up, and they did, and now we know it's July 3rd, July 3rd. on Disney+. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> So I think you're excited about I'm that. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like getting teary just thinking about it. Because this is not a movie. This is a filmed... This is a film. This is a film. <laughs> it's a filmed version of the original cast yes, on Broadway. Yes, they filmed the right? original cast doing the Broadway show. That's awesome. <laughs> I wonder what the, like, the, the camera work's going to be. It's going to be so good. I'm literally tearing up just thinking about it. I'm so ridiculous. I'm just awesome. so excited. I think it'd be awesome if they had like part of the credit sequence was them like behind the scenes, like changing between stuff and like just talking. I guess we'll just have to <laughs> wait for it. Just wait for just, it. Just talking. I'm the one thing in life I can control. In. <laughs> in other news. Uh. The with New Zealand opening back up Wait. relatively soon, trademark soon, for a number of movies that are shooting there. Apparently, Wait for the, the it. Avatar, the Avatar movies, <laughs> the sequels to the Avatar movies. Um, James Cameron Avatar, not Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm. Um, M Night Shyamalan is not doing a sequel to that. No Avatar movie. He shouldn't. This you're correct. <laughs> this is the James Cameron Avatar series um, that everyone's forgotten about because it's ten years old. Yeah, I think he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have like it's gonna be the destiny of films. It's gonna be like ten years on one. Th it's gonna be great." But no, now it, yeah, I. You have to rewatch it like two times to be able to understand everything that happened. It blows my mind that I found out today there are going to be five of these films. I thought yeah. there were only going to be three. There are going to be five. Four more pre sequels coming out. Yeah. No yeah. one asked for this, James Cameron. <laughs> no one. Not not a one. That 
you. The voices in your head asked for this. You know what? He got the execs think, to sign a contract. I just think that James Cameron is such an egomaniac. He's not my favorite director. He I liked the, the first Avatar movie. I yeah. did. I didn't need another one. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I think he's a phenomenal director, and I like the stories that I'm aware of that he's... like. I like the movies that I've seen that he's, he's done, but I do agree with you that it, he's... Titanic. He's, him, I, I didn't like the movie. Uh, <laughs> I liked Aliens, the second Alien. Um, we don't like Titanic. Don't at me. Send an email to openseatingpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Openseatingpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And let's talk about how the real story of the Titanic is far more fascinating and tragic than the bullshit James Cameron put on True. our screens. Anyway, I think James Cameron is a fantastic director, but I do think it was too much of an overstep and of saying, hey, from the get-go, they're going to be five, mm-hmm. and it's going to be ten years between every single film. He won't That's survive stupid. that long. No. How old is he now? 90? No. I don't know how old James Cameron is. He's younger than George Lucas, I think. He is? So he's in the 60s? I guess. Probably. Anyway, point being... I mean, being, George Lucas just turned 76 this week. Did he really? Yeah. Good on him. I like George Lucas. I like the world that he built. I like the world that he built. Fanta. Yes, we agree there. Avatar sequels um, in production... <laughs> Allegedly, the the or what according to the story from this past week, the production cost for the next four films, um, in total, is estimated around one billion dollars with a B. That's absurd. That's around two. Well, you say that, and then it's around two hundred and fifty million dollars per film. I agree. It's Still absurd. absurd. <laughs> but you think of like continues to be absurd. The Avengers movies are just as expensive. You know what the difference is? They come out every year. Multiple no, of them. Well, are each. that. But people asked for those because they kept it, people. They, People yeah. asked for those. Yeah, because, well, to your point, because uh, it's not five, uh, ten years between uh, each one. People care. <laughs> people care about the characters. Go on. I don't think I have to. I can feel your anger. I'm not angry. I'm just bewildered. It makes you stronger. It gives you focus. All right. Our picks. Do TVs it. TVs and movies. Do, do it. it. <laughs> uh, speaking That's of, one of them. Speaking of, do it. <laughs> the we finished watching all the Star Wars movies again with uh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I only cried three times this time. I liked it much more this time than I did the previous time. I still am not. It doesn't have to be your favorite. It, it doesn't. There's nine. I'm becoming movies. more okay with it. Yeah, this watch through, I still don't like the ending, but I can. I'm. I'm coming more to accept it. You, Watching it the second time when you're so much less tense because you're not. It's not an unknown. Literally, it's not an unknown, and you're not so terrified that something's going to happen to one of your favorite characters is a different experience. You you're can look at it. Details as you can look to, at yeah. it more objectively. Hundred percent. Um, and I did. I still don't want to spoil it for anybody, just in case, since it is the newest one. But there were things in that scene at the end that a lot of people were not happy about. But there are things at that in that scene at the end that you it was coming. You could tell it was coming. There was no, uh, it sucks, but there was literally no way around it. We sat for a while after we're just talking back and forth about like how that happened. And even knowing now looking up stuff on the side, knowing the lore around like the decisions and things mm-hmm. that they added in the movie mm-hmm. and reasoning through how it ended the way that it did. It makes much more sense to us now, but I think we both agreed in our conversation that, uh, this was one movie where instead of only relying on the lore that the movies have set up to this point, this was the movie where they said, you know what? You know all the comics and everything we've been writing? Let's bring it into the movies. And you know no one the, knew what was going you on. You know all the and cartoons that the we issue. made for years and years that everyone yeah. made fun of us for making? Guess what? It all matters now. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. No, no don't. don't no, those. I wasn't saying that. I was like, yeah. fuck the people who made fun of the cartoons. Yeah. I mean, us. I mean, we, I mean, the main reason we didn't start watching Clone Wars and Rebels because of Rise of Skywalker, we started watching it because of Mandalorian. Yep. Um, Because the Darksaber mainly. But um, now that we have, we're like, literally how, you have to watch these shows. Yeah. You have to watch these shows. I don't to understand get it, how Star Wars get makes sense to someone if they haven't watched those now. How did Especially it make sense to us before? How did it make sense to us before? I, had, I have read two Legends books in my day. And, and that's then Legends up, books that don't even technically, I enough. hate to say this, but yeah. don't even technically matter anymore. I guess it opened up. Nice, nice catch. Nice catch. I'm it glad was, it was the empty. The can was empty. <laughs> 
the the legend i guess to your yeah i don't understand they the the movies and the rest of everything else the cartoons and the comics and everything it was two separate like slices of lore it all was true it's all lore in, in it's all canon it's all canon thank you that was the word i'm trying to think of it was all canon but it's true the movies all of, all it. of it the the, the movies force. kept with their own set of uh canon set of lore the jedi while they expanded so much on in the cartoons and in the comics that they just don't touch on in the movies and in the right. movies up to this point um, arguably up till The Last Jedi, they, they kept with their own lore. They said, if we didn't show it in a previous film, we're not really going to talk we're, about it here. Exactly, which is why, um, honestly, the first one that really... I mean, because like on the, on the cartoons, I mean, of course, they were going to throw things in there to get people to watch them. I mean, yeah. you were, Clone Wars is about Anakin yep. and, oh, I mean to an extent Obi-Wan, but mainly it's about Anakin. They're going to have everybody in there from the originals. They're going to have, um, you know, they're going to have Padme. They're going to have Yoda. They're going to have Mace. Rebels is a little stickier, but still they had to throw in Leia and, um, that did I dream this was Chewbacca in an episode of Rebels that we just watched? Uh, I honestly he was, don't, right? I, I don't remember if it was Chewbacca. There was a Wookiee. I don't remember if it was Chewbacca. Okay. Um, but they're going to throw in Obi-Wan, Darth Maul, things like that. But where it really started to be like, Disney was like, no, we're serious. We're going to start tying this all in. We're done with there being 16 different strands of lore yeah. that this could go down. There's going to be one Star Wars path. And really where that started was Rogue One with the introduction of a live action Saw Gerrera because Saw Gerrera was in um, both Clone Wars and Rebels. And the Fair. fact that all of a sudden now it was, that was a, and we didn't get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw things on the internet we like, going crazy. Important? We're like, oh, cool. yeah, it's Forrest Whitaker. Of course he's important, but people are like, no, you don't Bugale. understand. Bugale. It's Saw Gerrera. And we're like, who gives a I'm shit? Like, I don't know um, and then like the fact that Maul, Spoiler alert, it's been out long enough. Uh, Maul is at the end of Solo. And it turns out he's kind of been pulling, pu puppeteering at least a few some people, things yeah. from Solo in, in the, the background. That was a big deal. Was I pissed off by it? Absolutely. Because <laughs> I was pissed off by it in Clone Wars too. Um, but that tied that in. And people are like, what is happening? Think, and yeah. then the tie-ins between Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker, the strategic placing of releasing Rise of Skywalker in between two episodes of Mandalorian for force healing. for force healing, yeah, and also, um, which um we didn't even get until last night talking about clones, yeah, yeah. um, specifically the 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 Sith. The way the Sith dealt with clones yes, as opposed to the, the way Sith the Sith Eternal, which we learned about last night. Mm -hmm. Not Kaminoite clones like the clone troopers, but like yeah. clones. Like where you transfer yourself into another body exactly. as opposed which to is being what, individual people. Which is what Palpatine had been doing. Mm -hmm. And for, again, spoiler alert, but this happens early enough in the movie, and I honestly feel like it's been out long enough. Spoiler alert. Skip past it if you don't want to hear it. Um, Ray's father was a quote-unquote failed Mm -hmm. Palpatine clone. Yeah. Palpatine had cloned him to become a vessel for him to take over if his bo this body he was in ever failed and this body was not force sensitive and couldn't handle the force. But instead of destroying the clone, he just quote unquote raised it as his son or allowed it to live as his son. Yeah. And then he met Ray's mother. They went off, had married, got married, had baby Ray. Somehow Palpatine became aware that Ray was his perfect vessel. Yeah. A natural child that could actually hold his And power. who was insanely yeah. powerful with the force, even though she was a baby and she didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, that's a big deal. Um, but anyway, the cross, and now it's even getting even crazier and even more exciting. We talked about this several weeks ago. They're doing a live action Ahsoka in season two of I'm The Mandalorian. So I'm so hyped. And Rosario Dawson's going to be great. Yeah, she's so great. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, but yeah, Star Wars is great. Star Wars is pretty That's great. all I got. I think to boil it down, it feels like instead of the movies being the foundation, that the rest of 
the canon and all the other series and everything built off of, they flipped that with the sequels. With The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker specifically, they said, hey, now let's take all of that extra canon, all of the expanded lore. That is now the foundation. Now let's make a movie around it. And that's why it mm-hmm. felt so weird, I think. At, upon reflection, mm-hmm. I think that's why it feels weird. As we've done more research, I am much more okay with a lot of the decisions in Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And as I watch it over and over again, and we continue to have these cyclical cyclical conversations around similar things it just okay. starts it starts to click and make more sense exactly and so i'm more and more okay with the things that they did in the movies but again it was just a weird arguably unnecessary flip it was just weird for them to do that in with the sequels but i get why so that they could kind of force the fandom to watch those other things and engage in those but it's smart marketing but anyway so we did that, and we're watching Star Wars Rebels to kind of keep it on yep. the thing. We just we today just, finished season three. Yeah. Um, it's it's much better than when it started. I was not a fan of Rebels during season one. I still am not a huge fan of Ezra as a character, but I think it's gotten so much better as it's gone on, um, and I'm excited for season four. Last one, and then we're going to go back, watch Clone Wars. The, the last, last episode, season yeah. of Clone Wars that just finished airing on Disney+, Plus, and then we're going to watch the making Behind. of The Mandalorian. And then hopefully Mandalorian again. Hopefully Mandalorian season two, uh, season two will come out. Mandalorian again. Oh, rewatch Mandalorian. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can do that. Mandalorian again. Ah, <laughs> uh, I could just rewatch Mandalorian on a loop. Mandalorian's good. God, I just love it so much. Anyway, what else? Um, well, this week we unintentionally watched the pilot for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Yeah, um, my mom has been watching it on Hulu. She's been dying for me to watch it, but... um, We don't have Hulu, except one. Right, we didn't have Hulu. Um, So we were over at my parents' house, and we watched the pilot for the show, and I really enjoyed it. I think it's fun. Um, It's kind of like a mix. It reminds me a lot of... It's like a a much more positive, upbeat, crazy ex-girlfriend. Yep. Um, it did make me want to go watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, I'd be willing to give Crazy Ex-Girlfriend another shot, I think, because it was funny. Mm-hmm. It was really dark at points, but it was fun and uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny. I guess that's the thing. Like, the this show, it is, a it, you said it perfectly, a much more upbeat version of yes. what Crazy Ex-Girlfriend hits. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is just, she has, like, self-esteem and depressive crippling depression and it comes across crippling depression (laughs) and it comes across and so that's that's a weird thing but right but still it's very sticky and and upbeat in the humor it's just that the lows are so much lower right and she's not exactly the greatest human right either and zoe after one episode zoe doesn't seem half bad fair she just doesn't seem very secure in herself but she doesn't seem like a bad person like um rachel bloom's character in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend arguably is. But now that we have access to watch Hulu, we can watch, we can watch more. It's always sunny in Philadelphia and Archer. And I'm so excited. And Bob's Burgers. And we can finally watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Okay, I've got a confession about another show that I want to watch that I believe is on Hulu. Confess. And let me know how you feel about it. I'm interested in watching Steven Universe. Is that the... It's a cartoon. Like a Cartoon Network cartoon. Okay. A huge following, huge fan following. Is it like genuine following or is it more like the uh, um Let's talk bronies. like Adventure Time following. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, we can watch Rick and Morty. We can watch Rick and, and Morty. The other, and uh, uh, the new one that just came out from the same guys, Solar Opposites. Yeah. The ads for that on uh, all social media have actually seemed pretty funny, so... And for the record, I've never said no to Rick and Morty. We just didn't have access to watch Rick and Morty. Yep. Until yesterday. I was about to say, we did at a time, and then we just dragged our feet because we were watching other things. Like, we were watching Supernatural. I think that's whenever we started. Whenever we started Supernatural. Was Rick and Morty on Netflix? I think it was I at that point. I think it was. I remember. I thought it's always only been on Hulu. I could be totally wrong. If you know the like answer, the, send yeah. it to openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. That's, That's openseatingpodcast open at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you. Do you like that? Is yes, <laughs> that I good? That. <laughs> uh, last but not least for TV and movies, we watched Bambo First Blood. Stop calling it that. He would not. <laughs> he will not call him Bambi. Watched, He's been calling him Bambo for 24 solid hours. I prefer it. Unless it's an, it, it, we can do Bambi with an umlaut. Bambi. Bambi. <laughs> 
And Boombi. Bambi. <laughs> Sounds like I'm throwing up. So anyway, yes, we watched Bambi. To continue on with our uh, uh, animated Disney films, mainline animated Disney films, rewatch, watch through, whatever. Bambi, uh, uh, there's a lot more to it than I had forgotten, apparently, like 80% of the film. Yeah. Um, D- I remember, John was like, it's just, it's boring and sad. I remember so boring. And really the only... It's not really even sad. Like right. it happens, I'm like... The sad right. thing happens halfway through the movie and it's so quick. And then it just goes on because life yeah. and nature goes on because it has to. Life finds a way. Life, what, what, um, what, uh, <laughs> finds a way. What must have happened whenever I was a kid was I probably watched it earnestly until that happened, got super sad. And then oh, yeah. as a kid does, got distracted. And then that's all I remember Did from the movie. Did you cry... Like when Bambi's mom Bambi? died or like when Mufasa died. Mufasa, yes. I Bambi? never. Ba- bruh. No, movies bruh. never made me cry really? until I was about 14 and I saw Bridge to Terabithia in the theaters. And, and it just broke you for all movies? I, like literally for a year after I saw Bridge to Terabithia, I cried at every movie. Even movies you're not supposed to cry in, like yeah. comedy movies. Yeah. I'd find something to cry about. Mom's like, are you okay? I said, I don't think so <laughs> but the terabithia and you just keep going okay back. bridge to terabithia is the saddest shit i've never ever seen it happened i've never seen it's it i have no interest death. <laughs> uh no i mufasa yeah to this day if i'm now, really earnestly watching it now, i'll still tear up now i will cry I will over ball, mufasa I'll t- I'll now up. i will but when i was a kid i mean yeah it was sad yeah. it was so sad but movies, no i didn't cry movies that have made me cry that to this day will still make Saving me cry. Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Up. Up. <laughs> Logan. Logan. Those three movies off the top of my you head. cried during Les Mis. Um, I think I just got really into it. I definitely get like I'm into it. I'm, I'm not I'm, like, saying emotional. you would cry at Les Mis now, but. Right. You're not wrong. Anyway, so for those of you, if you need a refresher, Bambi uh, was released in 1942. Um. It's only 70 minutes long. Um, Bambi Is it 70? I thought it was like... 70 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, Bambi is a mule deer living in the forest. You follow him from birth to basically adulthood, young adulthood. Um, He lives with his mom. Um, He will eventually... You find out... At some point in the movie, he will eventually become the great prince of the forest. His father is the current great prince of the forest. He's the deer. He's the oldest and wisest deer in the herd. So his father's only the great prince of the forest because he's lived as long as he has. And because, well, and she even said he's very, he's very old and he's very wise. He's been smart enough to stay away from hunters. He's been adopted into royalty. It's not like there has always been this royalty in the forest. That is what we are led to believe. Correct. Yes. And so it also looks at his best friends, Thumper, the bunny, um, Flower, the... Flower, the female skunk. Flower is a boy i know he's a boy but like straight up that was a woman in the beginning and then feline who ends up becoming his wife and um john pointed out something yesterday that's a very good point um bambi despite being from golden age disney is not really a musical um there are songs in bambi but none of the characters sing anything it's more operatic Um, stuff in the background it's more the landscape is singing um and it's a lot more just instrumental. Um, also, it's one of the only di- one of the only Disney movies, not the only, but one of them that doesn't have like a direct hateable villain, because the villain of the movie is man, um, and of course, man is a villain to the animals. But as you know, the Watcher, we can't really hate man because we're like, okay, um, what if these are hunter? What if these aren't just like game hunters? What if these are hunters that like? Bambi's mom is going to feed their family through the winter I, sort if, of thing. Even though I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to lie. If you hunt and I'm genuinely curious. Okay. I'm genuinely curious. Send me an answer at open seating podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. If you hunt and if you hunt deer, what is your opinion on the fact that a hunter shot Bambi's mom while Bambi was with her? Would you ever shoot a deer that had or any type of animal (laughs) or any type of animal any type of animal that you hunt um would you shoot a mother if the if the 
baby was present. Isn't like code is not to do that? I I would think that that's just like best practice. John and I, I'm going to go ahead and preface this. John and I have never hunted in our lives. We're not against it. Um, We just genuinely do not know the rules. Is that a rule? Not against hunting for the right reasons. And if you use everything as opposed to these people who are like, I only want the antlers on my truck and just those people. Right. No. Right. But anyway, if, if you hunt, let us know one, is that actually like, is it a rule or is it just like bad form to shoot a mother when the baby is around? Yeah. And is there like if a maritime law like, for hunting that you can right. get in trouble with? And if it's not like a, if it's not a law or bad, or if it is bad form, would you do it and why? Anyway, um, so I didn't know this. Um, in January of this year, it has been announced that a live action styled adaptation is in development for Bambi. Because that worked really well for Lion King. I think, honestly, it worked better for Jungle Book because a lot of people really like Jungle Book, but only about, it was like pretty evenly split for Lion King on people loving and hating it. Jungle Book, though, okay, fair enough. Anyway, um, Bambi I'm not gonna had a budget Book. of $858,000. Um, I think I mentioned this last week with Dumbo. That's a lot of money back then, right? I think I mentioned this last week with Dumbo. Um, they the The two movies following Fantasia which were Dumbo and Bambi, were purely made pretty much to help recoup financial losses from Fantasia. Um, So lower budgets, but um, the box office for Bambi ended up being $267.4 million. I thought that, wow, (laughs) second. Uh, So you said it was $800,000. That still seems like a lot of money for back then, even for it being a cheaper movie. Well, yeah. How much was Fantasia? Fantasia was a lot. Um, Let's see. So all of the profit that they made from <laughs> Bambi, basically. Fantasia, nineteen forty. Uh, the budget for Fantasia was two point two eight million dollars. That was it. Mm-hmm. It has ended up lifetime box office making about eighty three million. Sure. Fair enough. But um, anyway, also, because this has been a little thing that we've been looking into, um, Bambi was actually based on a 1923 novel, Bambi, A Life in the Woods, by Austrian author Felix Salton. Hmm. Um, it's a coming of age novel, so it's not a children's book. Um Bambi is a roe deer born in a thicket in late spring one year. Over the course of the summer, his mother teaches him about the various inhabitants of the forest and the ways of deer li- and the ways deer live. Uh, this is all coming from Wikipedia, by the way. When she feels he's old enough, she takes him to the meadow, which he learns is both a wonderful but also dangerous place as it leaves the deer exposed and in the open. Um, he um, meets his Aunt Ina and her twin fawns, Feline and Gobo. So Feline is still a character in the movie, um, but it's not ever. Is this the, are you reading through the synopsis of the book or the movie? Of the book. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, While they're playing, they encounter princes, male deer for the first time. Um, The fathers rarely stay with or speak to the females and the young. What's what is explicitly different rather than going through the whole thing? What's different as between Bambi the book grows and the older, his mother begins to leave him alone. She never leaves him alone in the movie. Um, well, not of her own accord. Um, they call instead of calling man man, they call him he. Okay. Ooh. Um, while searching for his mother one day, Bambi has his first encounter with he, the animal's term for humans, which terrifies him. The man raises a firearm and aims at him. Bambi flees at top speed, joined by his mother. Um, as After he is scolded by a stag for crying for his mother, Bambi gets used to being alone. He later learns the stag is called the Old Prince, the oldest and largest stag in the forest, That's known for band. his cunning and aloof nature. It's a good band name, the Old Prince. Um, meets some other deer... Midwinter, hunters enter the forest, killing many animals, including Bambi's mother. And then the novel skips ahead a year, which is kind of also what the movie does. And he's grown up. Um, 
He and Feline fall in love, which is now incestuous in the book because they're cousins. <laughs> Lol. Um, so not too many different. Too, it, not it too many differences. It goes a lot more in depth. It goes a lot more in depth. Um, he doesn't stay with Feline. Basically, he goes off and turns into like an old recluse. Is what it looks like. It's interesting. Okay. Um, well, the movie was was better than what I remembered it being. I, it's still not right. one of my favorite ones, but it's definitely not nearly as bad as um, I thought I remembered it being from a kid. I think I just didn't like it as a kid. It just didn't keep my attention, and I got sure. so. I, I mean, I can get that. Um, well, fair enough. What's next week? Next week, we will be watching Cinderella. Okay. Um, so there's a big gap between Bambi and Cinderella. Bambi was released August of 1942. Um, Cinderella was not released until February of 1950. In between Bambi and Cinderella, there were six anthology films, one documentary, and two live-action films. Um, one hybrid live-action and uh, animation film released um we're not going to watch those um uh, the anthologies were saludos amigos in 1943 um also in 1943 was victory through air power which was a documentary with a wide use of animation the three caballeros was 1945 make mine music 1946 now song of the south was released in november of 46 um and uh, if we had access to song of the south we would watch it uh, but I we don't, don't. want to watch Song of the South. But we don't. <laughs> Even so. if we had access, I don't want to watch. Uh, Fun and Fancy Free, September 1947. That's the only anthology film I've ever seen, and I like it. Uh, but we are going to skip it. Melody Time was 1948. So Dear to My Heart, 1948 as well. That was a live-action one. And then uh, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, 1949. Finally getting us to 1950 and Cinderella. Cool. So that'll be the next one we watch. We'll be talking about that next weekend. Sweet. Before jumping to our next segment, uh, I'm going to say one thing about Cinderella before we watch it. If the slipper was supposed to fit her foot perfectly, how did it fall off? She got sweaty. She was nervous. She's got so- <laughs> She was swept off her feet, out of her shoes. She was nervous. Shouldn't have fallen off. Next segment. Moving on to games. I have feelings about Cinderella, <laughs> and we will discuss them next week. <laughs> Let's move on to games. Uh, this week, the top three things that I pulled out was, for those of you who on PC have the Epic Games launcher, Epic Games Store, uh, on there, GTA Five, Grand Theft Auto Five, is free to download and to keep. It is completely free, and you can keep it. So go download it. It crashed their servers for the store the first day that they released it because it's wild that they're able to pay for that but Fortnite makes big money (laughs) (laughs) so uh go get if you don't have it somehow if you don't have it right now get on epic game store and go download it it's free after that tony hawk's pro skater both one and two um some remasters of those old games were announced oh i remember playing those on playstation 2 back in the day playstation and playstation 2 back in the day fantastic games kicked off the the 90s and early 2000s in in skater culture and kind of kept that going influential games great stuff i'm excited about that i oddly probably won't pick them up but i'm excited that that's happening and lastly a game by i believe it's sucker punch studios uh ghosts of tsushima a game by any other name would play as sweet what (laughs) (laughs) william shakespeare Thank you. Michael Scott. <laughs> Michael Scott. Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, a, an anticipated game. It's gotten a lot of hype, but like nobody's actually seen it, so it hasn't really warranted the hype. Well, they showed off some gameplay trailer footage. Unlike what Microsoft thinks is gameplay footage, uh, it was actual gameplay <laughs> Assassin's footage. Assassin's Creed. It was actual gameplay footage, uh, and it looks pretty cool. It's like a, a true samurai, um, like stealthy combat Dark Souls-y looking game. Um, seems pretty cool. It's PS4 only, I believe, um, but excited to watch a playthrough of it, which we'll end up doing. All right, our picks for games this week. For me, Fallout 76, I'm still having a good time with it. Um, it was free to play, like free to download and try for a week, for this past week. Um, 
It's, it's not free to download forever. It now costs money. And if you started your character, you wouldn't be able to play it unless you paid for it. So it was just a free-to-play temporary time. But, uh, but I still have fun with that game. Um, well, I was playing The Division 2 a little bit more this past week because Destiny has been... Uh, I don't know. I've had a weird relationship with Destiny. I feel like the balance is off with a lot of their guns. and So do a lot of epic heroes, John. <laughs> Got him. Did you get it? <laughs> so instead, I've been playing The Division 2, which is a fantastic game. And if you guys like that looter shooter genre, um, highly Rooter recommend. Tutor. Rooter tutor. Schluters, <laughs> as they're unfortunately called. I hate that. Me too. Um, so does the industry, but people still call it that. So Division 2 is mm. great. Give that a shot. Freaking gorgeous game, also. Uh, I've also been playing Minecraft and Sea of Thieves. Minecraft is still good because it's Minecraft. Uh, sea of Thieves, though, they added a lot to that game. Um, been playing with it, playing it with a really good friend of mine, one of my best friends from growing up. Uh, we're gonna end up playing tonight, also. But it's just a fun game. You just go loot, find loot as a pirate, get on a ship. You have to like manually operate the ship, so you have to bring the the sails down and angle them, and like drop an anchor and pull the anchor off manually, and all this stuff. Uh, and it's really fun. I don't, I don't know much, have much to say. I don't know all the updates they made to it, so I'll report back next week as we go through the content this week. But uh, having a lot of fun with it. Do Good. you have any updates on Pokemon Go? I always have updates on Pokemon Go. By all means. Okay. So, um, if anyone was concerned or curious, uh, both John and I completed our timed research for the Johto region. And we both received our ho-ohs with the special move, Earthquake. So thank you for your thoughts and prayers. They really helped. <laughs> <laughs> I finished it like on Tuesday and I finished it for John at like mm, 1130 and the event ended at one yep. on Friday. So um, continuing on with their throwback month of events. Uh, this is week three, which is the Hoenn throwback event um the hoenn region is gen three um so if you're familiar with the games these this is these theses this is the region from ruby sapphire emerald omega ruby and alpha sapphire so um your starters are trico torchic and mudkip who would you pick out of those three? I am Trico all the way because I love Sceptile. Okay, Mudkip for me. I think it's the only generation of Pokemon where I choose Grass also. Mm. I typically lean toward Water as my number one. And I typically lean toward Fire, but I went, I go Water for Hoenn because I like Mudkip. I think he's cute. Gotcha. I like all three final evolutions for sure. This was a strong... I think this is my favorite... Like, this is your favorite generation, it, right? Yes. It okay. is my favorite generation of Pokemon in the games. I found them to be the most fun out of all of them. Um, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I give respect to Kanto, but you Hoenn, must respect Kanto. Hoenn was where they like it's bad form to disrespect Kanto. You know what I mean? Oh, 100 percent. But like they <laughs> they did something great with the Kanto region with the original games. Yeah, they, they experimented it. with silver, gold, and crystal, and then they like hit their stride with ruby, okay. sapphire, and emerald. Emerald is the perfect culmination outside of yellow. Keep going. So the bonus. The bonuses that you can receive this week, um, this went into effect uh, at 1 p.m. local time Friday, May 15th, and will end at 1 p.m. local time Friday, May 22nd. Um, half egg distance, big deal, love it. Uh, half buddy candy distance, also a big deal. And um, again, time to research for the Hoenn region that you do have to complete in order to get the special stuff to unlock the Galarian Pokemon in June. Um you must complete eight sets of tasks in the Hoenn timed research before the end of the event, and you then you will earn ten rare candy. Again, kind of a big deal, and a Groudon that knows Fire Punch. I like Groudon. See, He's a, a bro. That makes a lot more sense than Ho, -ho, -ho, -ho knowing earthquake. earthquake. Don't ask questions. <laughs> Just don't ask <laughs> questions. It ain't that, that kind of, of game. <laughs> um, they did also release Shiny Skitty and Shiny Delcaddy this week. Um, I, have, I don't. I don't think I knew that. I haven't. I been, told you that. I haven't mm -hmm. been checking any of the skitties. I was checking the. Uh, um, you said some another one. 
I'll get there. Yeah. Um, in the wild, Pokemon from the Hoenn region will be appearing more frequently, um, such as Skitty, Zangoose, and Seviper, among others. All three of those can also be found shiny as well. Um, this event has had a Pikachu wearing a different type of hat every week. So the Kanto week, he was wearing yeah. a Charizard hat. Last week for Johto was Umbreon. This week is Rayquaza. Yeah, boy. And also all of these Pikachu, they are not... Um, can't evolve them, which You is can't dumb. evolve them, which is bullshit, but you can find them shiny. Um, hatching from 7K eggs are Pokemon such as Lotad, uh, Slackoth, Ninkata, Skitty, Sableye, Mawile, Trapinch, Phoebus, and Clampearl. Again, several of those are big deals because usually they take a 10K egg. And all of those that I just mentioned can be found as shiny. Um, there are event-exclusive field research tasks that will reward Hoenn Pokemon. And Pokemon from the Hoenn region will also be available to battle and raids. So get in on that. Um, the Hoenn event will end on, again, Friday, May 22nd at 1 p.m. local time. And then it will switch over to the final week of the throwback event, which is Sinnoh Gen 4. Um, if you do not complete the timed research for Hoenn, um, even if you did complete the Kanto and Johto, you will not have access to the special event in June. Um, but still play. It's fun. Also today, they have been doing a another incense event. They did one of these about a month ago. Um, incense so, is the item that you pop to right. get a lot more Pokemon on your area specifically for your account and your character. Yes. It does not show up extra for other people. Thank you. That was, thank you for throwing that in instead of just assuming that people knew what I was talking about like me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but today was um, focused on water and dark types. They dropped shiny Carvana today. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, it's from It started at 11 a.m. and will go until 5 p.m. local time. Uh, they have also, this came out on Friday, your guide to playing Pokemon Go at home is coming soon. There is going to be a section in the menu specifically for play at home. It's going to be released very soon. They haven't said exactly when. Play at home will initially cover six categories, catch, gift, battle, research, buddy, and style. Um, so they will be releasing more information on that as time goes on. Also, very excited. I am. Um, they are doing another play at home community day, just like they did with the, in my opinion, very successful Abra day. It will be this coming Sunday, May 24th from 11 to five local time. Cool. Uh, and it is going to feature C dot the acorn mm. Pokemon. Um, yeah, I, they could have picked a better Pokemon. Nuzleaf, not Nuzleaf. Shiftry can be yeah. cool. Um, a shiny Shiftry would be cool. My Shiftry is just not, my current Shiftry is just not strong enough for me to fight anything with. Um, so, eh, um, um, evolve a Nuzleaf, which is what C dot evolves into, um, during the event or up to two hours afterward to get a shift tree that knows bullet seeds. So they're giving you an extra two hours. Typically you have to do it within half an hour of the event ending, um, to get that special move. They are doing another pay to play, which John and I don't really like, but what can we do? Um, you can, for a dollar, so it is cheaper than the other ones. It's a one US dollar. Um, you can access a community day exclusive special research story called Seeing Double. You can complete it to earn three incense, five golden raspberries, and other rewards. It's at least only items that you get out of it as opposed right. to like exclusive. You can't get the shiny Pokemon. Right. Unless like you pay they did. Yeah. They did that a while ago, I think with Phoebus. Um, not Phoebus. It was, they did it with another Pokemon, though. It was really annoying. Um, there will also be a one-time purchase May Community Day bundle featuring an Elite Fast TM, 30 Ultra Balls, 3 Incense, and 3 Lucky Eggs. Um, no word on how many coins that's going to cost. Um, and also, playing at home... The, here's what it says directly from Pokemon Go. Playing at home doesn't mean you have to play alone. Tune into our English language YouTube channel for our first hour 24... First ever 24-hour Community Day live stream. Join anytime between Saturday, May 23rd, 2020 at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard and Sunday, May 24th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard to watch CDOT and other Pokemon play in the wild. You can also jump into a conversation in the comments. Pretty cool. Yeah, so that is kind of neat. Um, 
There's a route right there. It's not shiny though, so bye. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I've got on Pokemon Go for this week. Pokemon Go is still a fun game. It's still great. Still uh, love it. A lot of communities now that the COVID stuff, that states are opening back up and communities opening are, are opening back up. Please still be smart about it, yes. but a, a lot of Facebook groups and a lot of other Discord groups and communities are getting back together to go raiding again, which yeah. I think is good. Um, it's definitely good. So start a caravan or something with a bunch <laughs> of cars and, and get with a group. Yeah. Go have fun. It's still a fun game to play with people. Very. Uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is going fine. Yeah. Um, we built a bridge. We did build a bridge. Bridges. John built a bridge. There you go. I found clay. <laughs> We're still waiting for switch lights to come we back. We are. On, in we stock. are everywhere. They're all gone. So it's we can so get you your island. Sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. I love it. And I also progressed more in Pokemon Shield. Um, I ha- I'm trying to beat Oleana, the... Um, the director's assistant. The dir- the yeah, the chairman's assistant. Yeah. I hate her. She sucks. Um, I got very frustrated and had to step away from the game the other day because she beat me so badly. Um, and it was just really annoying and I just needed to take a breather so I didn't break something. That's smart. Uh, that's smart. That's, know your limit. That's all I got. All right. Bruh. Um, for the record, if you... Do you want to talk about uh, what's currently going on our TV right now? I think that's pretty big in gaming news. Oh, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Twitch. So twitch.tv if you like to watch people play video games and or if you are... Like John on Large Bookcase. Yeah, twitch.tv slash Large Bookcase. Um, that is my channel. Or if you uh, are confused by this phenomenon of people watching other people play video games. Um, Which is really no different than watching other people play football. Exactly. Thank you very much. Um, Twitch released finally an app on the Apple TV, which I personally have been waiting a very long time for because when I exercise, I will usually watch a stream or whenever I do something upstairs Mm -hmm. or um, like right now we have a, a... my favorite streamer that I've watched for years, like since he started streaming, yeah. is Lyric. You are not a fan of I'm him. I'm not but a fan. His voice bothers me, and I think he. I, I think he's his, an acquired taste. I, will I tell think you that. his, and I can't even say this is how he is as a person because I'm sure a lot of it is just a shtick to get viewers. But his online persona is one of, um, to put it delicately, a dick. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not a fan of Lyric, but you like him, and so I tolerate. I have him. watched him for. A long time, nine years since or so, like college. since he started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since he started streaming like Battlefield Two before Daisy Mod came out, and that's whenever his channel blew up. But anyway, um, this is pretty huge for one. Up to this point, there was an app for mobile and for your phone and for tablet for you to watch, but never for Apple TV. And people kept asking for it, and it's taken years, and finally it's here. So this is pretty exciting for those of us who like to watch it on their Apple TV without going to third-party apps that you have to sign into because I don't like right. signing into any of my accounts in a third-party app of any kind um, where I can not choose to not do that anyway. Um, so, yeah. I'll say one more time. Um, you guys should play Fallout 76 and The Division 2. I'm not They're both fantastic that. games. Not you specifically. <laughs> people. More people should play those games. They're good. Um, Make good choices, and we'll let you we'll let you know how Sea of Thieves is next week. All right, let's move on to books. Not too much in books. The uh, Hunger Games prequel releases, I believe, on Tuesday the nineteenth. I got a sweet. I got an email from Barnes and Noble. I think on Wednesday. What is it called? Song of Ice and Fire. What's it called? It's 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 a joke. But it's a ballad, the ballad of, of Songbirds and, and Snakes. snakes. Yeah. Yes, um, and I've already gotten notification from Barnes and Noble that mine has shipped. Um, so I'm really hoping it gets here. It could get here on Tuesday, which would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to read that. I'm excited for more. I think that Suzanne Collins built a really interesting world within Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have always been really interested. It's been very, being spoiled by Joe Rowling, um, has been really hard for me to accept that not every author goes as deep into lore as she does and backstory and characters not every character has a huge backstory uh, because there's a lot from the hunger games universe that i would want to know more about um within and between all of the districts and everything like that exactly so yeah i'm i'm excited about this to read this for sure and you're right it comes out on the 19th Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll buy it. You'll read it, and then I I'll have read already it. bought it. I bought it two months ago. Wait, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's in the mail on its way to me right now. Sick. I think it will probably be here Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Excited, R two. Uh, other than that, <laughs> Percy Jackson books, uh, the Percy Jackson series of books are being turned into a series on Disney Plus. And live we're action gonna hope is it live action or is it animated? I'm hoping live action. I don't know, but hopefully, I mean, I, I have read all the Percy Jackson books. I'm not as attached to them as a lot of my friends are. I did enjoy them and I do understand how the two movies that came out with Logan Lerman were very disappointing to everyone. It is a live action that they're making. Um, so I can only hope for you guys' sake that um, it's better than the movies were. If they pull a Disney Mandalorian like they do with Percy Jackson, like with see, what they do with Mandalorian, if they do see, you Jackson, want you you are thinking optimistically. I'm hoping. You can do it. I don't know if I can. I don't want it to get the Artemis foul treatment. Yeah. For their sake. Well, we'll see. They've already been disappointed once. They don't need it twice. <laughs> they don't need it twice. They don't deserve that. Time will tell. We'll read, if you're looking for a book, though, read the Percy Jackson series. They're not just like, they're not like little kid novels. Like, they're actually pretty interesting. I enjoyed them a lot. I still have yet to read them, but you and your brother have both told me mm -hmm. to give them My a brother shot. got is the one who got me to read them. He loved them. Um, he owns all of them, I think, and they are really good. We'll have to see if we can borrow them from him. Yeah. Give him a read through. Mm -hmm. If he still has them. Um, that's it in terms of news for books. Other than that, uh, I'm still reading Codex Lyra. I read a couple more chapters this week. Most I'm on the last book of this, which is exciting. And in the most, in, I'm still in the beginning of the book, but... Like there's a really cool turn from the rest of the series and I don't there's there's some cool stuff happening in the book. I don't want to talk too much about it because I want people to read it, but it is super interesting. Full stop. And that's it. Jordan, I don't think you've had time to read too many books this week. Mm -mm. So maybe you'll maybe you'll find some time this week. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on. Instead, you have a lot to talk about. Uh, with music, new Jonas Brothers singles that came out on Friday, <laughs> and Lady Gaga's new single for her album is coming out on the twenty second. Like the the single is coming out on the twenty second yes. for her album later this year. Yes, yes. later this month. Literally, is like a week month? later. I thought it was uh, May, like October, May twenty ninth. Oh, cool. I believe. Chromatica or whatever. Chromatica. Yeah, I'll talk about that first, I guess. Um, yeah. So Lady Gaga announced that. Um, She's releasing another single, like John just said, releasing another single from Chromatica on this coming Friday, the 22nd. It is... Nose-itched. It is um, Rain On Me featuring Ariana Grande. Um, so that part I'm just eh about because I think that Lady Gaga's voice is significantly stronger than Ariana Grande's is, but that's just me. So yes, uh, Chromatica the album is releasing 529. Cool. How'd you like the new Bronus, the Bronus Jonas? The Bronus the bro Jothers. The Bronus Jothers. Uh. <laughs> there were two of them, you said, on Friday, There right? were. Um, they released a, a dual-sided single on Friday. Um, Isn't that just two songs? Yeah. Okay. Um, dual-sided so, single? Well, because in the back it's in the day, cassette. back in the day, it would have either been on a cassette or a 45, probably. Just a, weird a, a way to side put it. A and a side B. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they released X featuring Carol G, which anybody, um, if you have watched already, Happiness Continues, the Amazon Prime documentary about the Happiness Begins tour. Um, this is the song that was playing in the credit roll. Um, it's good. It's awesome. It's it's bouncy. It's fun. And then they also released Five More Minutes, um, a little bit of a sweeter, not exactly slow song. Um, but not as much of a party song, I guess, as X is. Um, it's good. I like it. I like it. Um, my favorite of the new music that they've released is still What a Man Gotta Do that they released a couple months ago. Um, but again, now that they're releasing even more new music, I'm hoping, really, really hoping that a new album announcement is not far behind. Yeah. Because fans will remember last year um, they released Sucker, and then like a month later, they released Cool. And then like 
hours, I think, hours up to possibly seven days after Cool was released is when they announced the album. So fingers crossed. I don't, I don't know anything for sure, obviously, but I really, really hope another album is on the way. Cool. The only one I had for music this week was I found a new metal band called Gravemind. Um, apparently they've been releasing, a f- they had a few albums. This isn't like a brand new group, but I was listening to their most recent album, Conduit, uh, and I'm liking it all right. They're pretty good, uh, genty, heavy sound. Um, reminds me a lot of like uh, Wage War, but in a good way. Like a few of their songs are Architects, um, kind of that heavier stuff less a little less melodic though so it's like if you i guess if you took architects and mixed it with a um silent planet that's kind of the vibe i get from Gravemind. so i've been liking them a lot cool I'll, i'm gonna try and get through the rest of this album and listen to a few of their other ones i have no idea what their uh with metal you have to sometimes be a little careful i have no idea what their belief structure is so um i'll let you know if there's anything Sick. questionable about their lyrics or about them as individuals cool. um, so i'll find out okay yeah right on but i'm at least liking the music the way that the the beat the the rhythms i will say is. i was listening i just had my general music library on shuffle the other day and i finally popped up a uh one of the songs from jeremy renner's album that he released a couple of weeks ago oh yeah liked it a lot I, i've heard he's a pretty good musician i really did i really enjoyed it it was a talented um, guy yeah i was actually very surprised by it like not that I, I, I knew he could play piano pr- really well and I knew he could sing, but I, I was still very pleasantly surprised by this song. It mm-hmm. was um, Ghosts and Roses. And again, that's from his album that came out a couple weeks ago, The Medicine. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye knows what's up. All right. That's pretty sick. Uh, last big segment of the day is sports. And there's really only one thing that I wanted to talk about this week. In the wide, wide world of sports in Major League Baseball specifically, uh, apparently the MLB is toying with a proposal of opening up on the 4th of July. They wouldn't be opening up with crowds. So, And the, not, the all, not all of the owners have agreed to this. The big thing is be able to get at least half of a season um, contractually for some of these people and figure out how salaries are working for some of these like, people like they're not getting paid they, well uh, that's a big question of like wh- how are they getting paid if nobody's making any money off of merch or no one's going to games because games aren't there so they don't have the money to be able to play like pay these people like, i don't i don't know how it works the biggest thing is that there I'm are a lot less of less worried on about if, the athletes and more worried about the people that work in the stadiums they're fair um but they're not hired by the owners of the team the right? athletes no the people working in the no yeah that's why stadium. like people like um I think Mark Cuban has done this. Several basketball players I know have stepped un- stepped up and done this since in- the NBA season got canceled right. midway through. Um, oh, I get it. That's paying, why you're saying with no crowds, you're worried about gotcha. Yeah, like they're paying these people's salaries because they don't have jobs. They don't work. They work for the stadium. They don't work for the team. Right. I am so not worried about the athletes that get paid. I respect professional athletes for being for being talented and for being good at what they do, but they, they're, they way yeah, they're way overpaid. They're way overpaid for what, for playing a game, for playing a game. Mm-hmm. They're just overpaid. They should st- just like college students. I think that they should still, they should be allowed um, to be able to do sponsors, sponsorships and stuff outside yeah. of it and get paid whatever they want. But yeah. I, I think college students arguably should no be able to get paid professional a bit, baseball stu- No professional baseball player should get paid more than a, a teacher. teacher. Anyway, there are a lot of ifs with this. Um, not all of uh, not all of the team's owners have agreed on anything. Um, lot uh, lots of stuff that goes into o- reopening the season, um, but there is allegedly a proposal going out to open it up by the fourth of July. So, um, yeah, curious to see what actually happens. If that does happen, I did read something that Fox, uh, at least Fox Sports, was going to be like pumping in cheering and crowd noises and Ock. artificially throwing it in, almost like a laugh track. In Ew. A, in, yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah, that'd be gross. Um, they also, you mentioned they have, um, I knew they rescheduled the Kentucky Derby, which was supposed to have been, um, I believe, May 2nd. And the Derby pre- is September. Right. And the Preakness, which is the second leg of the Triple Crown, should have been yesterday, the 16th. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that they have rescheduled that as well. Correct. The Preakness is now October 3rd. Oh, my God. What? It's October 3rd. 
It's Mean Girls Day. Oh, okay. I was like, what, what does this it's mean? It's October 3rd. What is it? He asked me what, what the day was. On October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. So it's October It's 3rd. October 3rd. Anyway, um, for those of you unfamiliar with the world of horse racing, the Triple Crown is a trifecta of horse races. It's that a triathlon take, for horses. That It's like the Olympics for horse racing. It really is. Um, this is a big deal. It's for three-year-olds only, three-year-old horses only. It's for um, children only. <laughs> um, the children are put upon wild one, horses. Race one, which is definitely the most famous. And if you've heard of any of them, you've heard of this one, the Kentucky Derby. Um, it it's always... It's the big silly hats. Right. Um, it takes place at Churchill Downs in Kentucky. Um and it's always the first Saturday of May, except for this year, which is really sad. Um, so it should have been May 2nd. Two we- all, um, usually two weeks following the Derby is the Preakness Stakes, which uh, takes place at Pimlico Racetrack, which is in Maryland. Um, associate well so the the Kentucky Derby is also um, the run for the roses is what it's called um, the winner gets the big blanket of roses put over the horse at the end um, there's also a blanket of flowers for the Preakness which is uh, black-eyed Susans famously um, even though funny enough black-eyed Susans are not in season at that time um, so they are daisies with their centers painted black so, yes, they are fake, but they're still real flowers. Paint the roses red. Painting the roses red. And then uh, three weeks following the Preakness. So, usually this so this year, if COVID hadn't fucked everything up, it would have taken place June 6th, is the Belmont Stakes, which takes place um, in Belmont, New York. Um, it's the longest race of the three. Um, it's very common for a horse to win... A horse has to win all three to win the triple crown um, of horse racing. It's very common for a horse to pretty easily win the Derby and the Preakness and then just bomb in the, in the Belmont. Um, You got a good sprinter for the first two. Doesn't mean that he'll be able to make the full round on. Right. So um, the Kentucky Derby is a mile and a quarter. um, And the current record speed record holder of finishing the derby is one minute 59.4 seconds um held by or i'm sorry 59.40 seconds held by secretariat in 1973 the preakness is the short one um and it takes place at pimlico race course in baltimore maryland and then the belmont is a mile and a half so it's definitely so anyway, the, the long one. So those have been rescheduled. Yes. <laughs> long story short, those like, have been rescheduled. <laughs> thank you. I like to talk about the Triple Crown. It's one of my favorite sporting events of the year. Preakness is October 3rd. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll watch those. For sure. I, I always do. We were able to watch them last year, right? We had we had YouTube TV at that point? No. We went to my parents' house and watched them, I think. Okay. Um, And the... Just another fun fact... The most, pr- uh, the most recent Triple Crown winner was Justify uh, two years ago in 2018. Uh, before that was 2015 American Pharaoh, which was one hell of a Triple Crown. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, and before that, there was a very long drought of winners, uh, of Triple Crown winners. And by that, I mean before 2015, the last one was affirmed in 1978. It's a big, it's a big delta right there. Yeah, other famous winners include Seattle Slough in twenty or twenty seven, nineteen seventy seven, Secretariat in nineteen seventy three, Citation in nineteen forty eight, War Admiral in nineteen thirty seven. Didn't Secretariat was he the one with the big heart with like yes. the seven mm-hmm. X? His heart of ended up being, it? I believe, triple the size of a normal horse's heart. Boy. when he finally passed away, was and he they a did an autopsy. Horse too, or was he standard size, and it just took up more of his chest? I think it just took up more of his chest. Man, um, Secretariat was amazing. Yeah, there have Boy. been one, two, three. There have been thirteen Triple Crown winners since the beginning, since the inception of the actual Triple Crown. Wow. So. The first one was in 1919. Well, all right. Super interesting stuff. All right, that's it for the world of sports. Guess what's up next? Weather and traffic. <laughs> da, 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 da. 
It just finished raining. It's going to be mild, mid to upper 80s in Texas. Traffic's getting worse. That's the end of our weather and traffic update. (laughs) Why were you looking at me like that? You messed me up. I just wanted to see how how long you would keep going. I just wanted to hear you. Scan me. He's trying novice. I wanted to see if you go for like minutes. Anyway. Not if you just not woke up the talk. dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, Charlie. No emails this week. Send us emails. Um, um I thought I we did get an email. Did we? Uh, no, it wasn't a question. Oh. Hmm. Y'all are slacking. You are slacking. All right. Well. Give us something to do. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's it for the episode this week. Thank you all for listening. If you have any questions, comments, queries, thoughts, concerns, whatever you want to talk about, tell us about, or ask us about, send us an email at openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. That's openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find Jordan's music blog on Wix.com. We'll have a link for it in the description of this podcast. The blog. Audio Aesthetics is the name. Yes, the blog is called Audio Aesthetics. You can follow it also on Instagram at Audio Aesthetics. I will be posting tomorrow afternoon a post with a playlist devoted to Gemini's. Perfect. Uh, you can find my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash large bookcase where right now I am every weekend, every Saturday morning I'm going through a uh, playthrough of Kingdom Come Deliverance and then I play uh, a smattering of a lot of other games throughout the week um, primarily on weekends but yeah you can catch me there. Um, and he's really good you guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye.